This is Creative Mornings, a new podcast showcasing the global creative community. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter offer code GOODMORNING at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Hey everyone, welcome to the Creative Mornings Podcast. This is Matt, and here we are, the last episode of our first season. So let me start off by saying thank you to all of you who are listening. This podcast is basically an extension of the community that Tina Roth Eisenberg and her team have built at Creative Mornings. And it's been touching to not only be a part of it myself, but to interact with you and to see how well the show has been received. So thank you very much for that, and we're looking forward to giving you season two next year. Now, as we approach the end of this year, looking ahead to 2016, the holiday season, it's always a time drenched in nostalgia, hope, and selflessness. So I think it's fitting that the theme for our final episode is humility. The dictionary definition of humility reads, the quality or condition of being humble, modest opinion or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc. And I think that Sally Rumble, our Creative Mornings Director of Community, did a fantastic job finding a speaker on this theme. Musician and her friend, John Forte. I've known him for the the last five years, I think. Uh, We met at at the Feast conference, which is a a conference on social innovation. And I remember looking at the uh, the lineup of speakers and I saw that, you know, of course I saw musician formerly of the Fugees. I was like, wow, you know, who's that? And I, but I didn't know his name. I, I didn't know him at all. And when I heard the name John Forte, I was transported back to high school, 1997 to be exact. For those of you who may not recognize it, this is We Trying to Stay Alive from Wyclef Jean's debut solo album, The Carnival, featuring the Refugee All-Stars. Wyclef was famously a member of the Fugees, a hip-hop group that John Forte wrote, produced, and performed with. To this day, I have this song memorized, including John Forte's verse that we're listening to right now. But outside of that, like Sally, I didn't know much more about him. I was at the Feast Conference to to hear about the reinvention of industries. That was the theme that year. And John was invited to talk about reinventing himself as someone who had served time, which I didn't know about. I knew nothing of his story. In the year 2000, John Forte was arrested at Newark International Airport in New Jersey for possession with the intent to distribute about $1.5 million worth of liquid cocaine. And he was sentenced to 14 years in federal prison. You know, my ears perked up when I heard John talking about the prison industrial complex and uh, everything that is wrong with the criminal justice system or the criminal injustice system. Sally's ears perked up because starting around 2008, she became conscious to the injustices of the criminal justice system and since has considered it her calling to bring about change as an advocate for prison reform. And then I heard his story. And uh, of course, I I needed to know more. And I so I tweeted at him and uh, he tweeted back. We've been friends ever since. Legal heavyweights and celebrities, including Grammy Award winning singer Carly Simon, John's most outspoken advocate, had been pushing for his early release saying that his 14-year sentence was too harsh. And in 2008, 
John Forte was one of two people whose prison sentences were commuted by President George W. Bush. Since his release, John has worked with In Arms Reach, a nonprofit program committed to promoting a positive environment for children of incarcerated parents and at risk youth. He's been involved with various organizations dedicated to prison reform, has begun working on publishing his memoirs, and of course went back to making music. In April of 2015, after some attempts, Sally saw an opportunity for her pal John to get some stage time at Creative Mornings, speaking on the theme of humility. He has an enormous vocabulary and he can command an audience and he can sing and it's the perfect storm. And I think he, he blew it out of the water. And I don't even think he prepared that much, but that's John. <laughs> In his talk, John Forte admits to thinking he was bigger than the law. He admits to making mistakes and coming out on the other side with humility. He even gives the audience a few songs, which is a first for this podcast. So from the Google headquarters in New York City on the theme of humility, here's John Forte. When I asked Sally what the, what the rules of engagement for Creative Mornings is, she said, there are no rules. So I said, so what you're telling me is I could actually get on that stage Friday morning, April the 24th, and just sit there in silence for 20 minutes and, and just breathe. She's like, well, yeah, you could do that if you want to. I mean, we're going to be broadcasting this thing to a bunch of people who are probably interested in hearing you say something. But there are no rules, man. You can do what you want to do. So as I was getting on the flight to come here yesterday, I was thinking to myself, well, what should I do? Should I sit in silence for 20 minutes? I could do it as a lender of last resort, but I decided not to. I decided that I would um, try to use these 20 minutes um, and let the music speak probably more than, more, than, uh, more than I will as I tell this narrative. It is the morning. Um, good morning. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sally. I'm going to speak about humility, which, if you know me, could be very, very laughable in and of itself. Um, just ask uh, my, 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 my colleague, Brian Satz, who's also a, a mutual friend of Sally's. So when Sally ran into Brian on the street, she said, oh, it's great. We got, we got John speaking at Creative Mornings. Oh, cool. I really love what you guys are doing. What's he talking about? Humility. He laughed. <laughs> he did this big belly laugh, and then I think he just walked away from Sally and didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> Which got me thinking, wow. Um... But not just wow. There's, there's, I think, how we like to think of ourselves, and then there's how we are perceived. Um, more often than not, those two are on opposite ends of the, uh, of the room. But, but sometimes, sometimes they dance closely together. Um, maybe we'll see if we can get some synergy happening uh, over the next few minutes. Uh, if you would like, and I, I rarely have ever asked a crowd participation, but this is the morning. And I'm a little tired. So I'm just going to ask for um, you to listen as, as, as dutifully as you can. But while you're listening, we're going we're gonna to all do this. We're gonna, I've never done this before in my life. So this could be a complete, utter mess. But you know what? It's, it's the morning and I'm being creative. And we're going to see if this works. Do you guys see my hand moving? Join him. Watch him. You may not be able to hear the audience, but John has them gently slapping their thighs for percussion. 
lock into each other, right? Watch my hand. Just pay attention to everyone around you, and it'll be that easy. And this is exactly where we're going to stay. We're going to stay right there, all right? Is everybody focused? Give me water, baby, leave me dry, 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 anywhere you want it, I won't ask why, I won't ask why, won't ask why, I won't ask why, won't ask why, anywhere you want it, I won't ask why. Welcome to the water, this is all of what they made me for to deliver the babies, burning stages, if it amazes layman, we feed them the way that they came in, they say that the world is changing, well I am the lyricist, if it is proven that we exceed all of our differences, follow me hurriedly, John and Valerie currently came to make moves for you, this is the Neo Blues soldier, welcome to the water, welcome to the water, welcome to the water, welcome to the water, Give me water, baby, oh, leave me dry, 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 anywhere you want it, I won't ask why, I won't ask why, won't ask why, I won't ask why, won't ask why, anywhere you want it, I won't ask why. These are definitive remnants When is it cooler? Make minutes of genesis Rather not reminisce businesses now Partner skies are limitless Wise my nemesis With time of my hands I chose to apprise myself Of wiser sentences Enveloped by older masses Many of whom had died penniless Apprentice to light and reason Intended to light and lead them At minimum add infinitum Give me the water and teach me to swim again Give me the water and teach me to swim again Give me water, baby, oh Leave me dry, 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 dry. Anywhere you want it, I won't ask why. I won't ask why, won't ask why. I won't ask why, won't ask why. Anywhere you want it, I won't ask why. Give yourselves a round of applause. I, uh, I'm, I was born and raised in, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn, to be specific. And I, uh, I was... I felt like I was born blessed. I don't ever remember not feeling blessed as a kid, even though I grew up in what was arguably a war zone in, in the 80s, but it didn't feel like that because I saw Brownsville, uh, at, at Brooklyn, as this community of love where it took a community to raise a community. So I always felt supported, um, which was pretty cool for me uh, because... As long as I did what I was supposed to do academically, my mother uh, fostered this environment that uh, encouraged me to 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 pursue as many extracurricular activities as um, as I wanted. But I had to step up academically in order to like learn how to paint or play an instrument or speak in a foreign language, which was fine by me. Um, and I ended up doing really really well academically and being a big fish in a, a, a very little pond. 
getting plucked out of that fish, getting plucked out of that fish, getting plucked out of that pond and, and placed into an even larger um, body of metaphorical water. And I went to a prep school in New Hampshire um, for four years, Phillips Exeter Academy. And I was there with a bunch of other big fish. And I was no longer the obvious choice of valedictorian. I was no longer obvious choice of first chairs of violinists. I was no longer hot shit, right? I was brought down to size. And in fact, it was the end of my freshman year at Exeter when my academic counselor came to me rather rather furtively, I think, um, in order to spare me the embarrassment, and suggested that maybe I considered not returning the next year because clearly I wasn't knocking it out of the park, which was so antithetical to my, my the, the core of, of, of my being. Like, what? Are you talking to me? I'm a really, really smart kid. Like, the mere suggestion of not coming back here it, it would be disappointing for you. I mean, this was my attitude. <laughs> Well, I came back again and again and again, and and it was a, it was a, I think that was my first that was my first knocking down to, to 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 size, and it wasn't it wasn't malicious, it wasn't that sort of like Schadenfreudic karmic payback that 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 that, that I think you would either expect. Um, to receive or, or hope that, that, that someone as, as arrogant as I was would be the recipient of um, in due time. But it was just, it was, it was, it was earth shattering um, to, not, to not be as good as I, as I thought I was. But the beauty of not being as good as you think you are is that there's always room for improvement. Um, fast forward a number of years when I was on my hands and knees in federal prison. And there was a guard who was standing in the doorway and he was chewing this big wad of tobacco. I know it sounds typical. You you think that I'm painting this picture. I'm not. This is in rural Pennsylvania. And I'm cleaning out his trash liner. And he says, so Forte, what's it like? That's a very bad accent. (laughs) He said it in a much better one, much more convincing. I said, What's what like? And he says, how does it feel going from being nominated for a Grammy to cleaning out my trash can? And I said, and I, this wasn't premeditated. And I, and I, I immediately thought back to um, sitting around this, this, this round table called the Harkness table, right? And we were reading the Canterbury Tales my freshman year at Exeter. And... And everyone in the Canterbury Tales, if, if you read it, I'll, I'll try to remind you, everyone has a role, right? There's like a bishop, there's the vicar, there's the cobbler. But everyone has a motive. Everyone has an ulterior motive. And it's this sort of reflection of life, like no matter if you're a stockbroker or a creative mourner, um, just look around you, right? You, you, you question people's motives. But there was one person in, in, in the Canterbury Tale who had... A, a job and a responsibility and a role and and it was the person who cleaned out it was the stable boy and that was the one person who showed up every morning and every night and they did their job and 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 it, they didn't do the job with arrogance and they didn't do it with unnecessary uh s- servitude they did the job because that was the job 
they did the job because the, the job had to be done. So I, I turned and I, and, 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 and I looked at the CEO and I said, everyone's got a job to do. I said, right now, my job is to clean out your trash can. I don't think this is always going to be my job. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that, uh, that I was right. I know you've seen the breaking of a man. You've taken all you can as if the house we made was laid across the sand. Oh, Lord, penalties for suffering can seem so hard. Dreaming the days when everything's so dark. Tried to walk good. Where does that road start? Show. I, John, thought exercise was sought out to advise and add on. I changed the thinking you so proudly had on this mobilizing effort. It picks up from where the best of the best came and left it. The treasure of truth, I mix drinks within the booth that can't be measured with youth. I break leaven with the seven and let whatever produce my past estrange the light if change is right. You can say the judge killed me, and then I came to life a newborn like a neophyte. Fruitful love from the tree of life. This is the letter I don't need to write. Peace, see law, bless the stars. If I don't breathe tonight, if I don't save you from yourself, maybe the Lord might. What I envision is better steady, higher living. From this system, though some dudes might be dead already, I graduated from a school where the minds varied to hold the burden known to those that only time carries. This cherry blossom of martial artist studied the chi written on gossamer tutored by philosophers demonstrably. I deconstruct the subpar and put them back together like the monsters be. So how you want it? Obvious or subconsciously? If every man has a price, who sponsors me? We should do more than just drink responsibly. You see, even in the mountains, Lord, John was free. I know you've seen the breaking of a man. You've taken all you can as if the house we made was laid across the sand. Oh, Lord. Penalties for suffering can seem so hard. Dreaming the days when everything's so dark. Tried to walk good. Where does that road start? Show. As fate would have it, they would have me talking savage like the average among us and not confined to the youngest. I'm like the magical healer slash masterful builder. I know the riddle of steel is in the hands of the wielder they tried to shatter my leader do bad to the breather for living page 27 from the baggage vegeta so when his time stopped where he lay read i'd rather be hated for what i am than loved for what i'm not you can't subtract logic i put tulips on his grave and waxed philosophic through the words he gave read my lips it's a new day running and it ain't coming because it's here for the taking. This has been years in the making. I spent years in a station 
waiting to make this entrance. I'm here to free the world, young star. What's your intention? This is warfare, youngin'. The lightning is flashing now. Tune in and let's see what's happening now. One way or another, it's going down. And I know you've seen the breaking of a man. You've taken all you can as if the house we made was laid across the sand oh lord penalties for suffering can seem so hard dreaming the days when everything so dark tried to walk good where does that road start show 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 Time do I have? Ten minutes. That's good. Okay. Um. So the bio's out. If you read the bio, my bio, not the bio, but my bio. <laughs> like I live in the city. Which one? The city. The bio. My bio. Um. If if you're here, I'm hoping that you, that 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 you read the, at least the bold the bold. Um, commentary, so I don't have to dive into it because then it would take a little bit longer than 20 minutes. But assuming that that, that everyone's on the same page, Brownsville, Brooklyn, Phillips Exeter Academy, um, producing for people like the Fugees and working with artists like Michael Jackson and The Temptations, and then thinking I was above the law, taking a very, very calculated risk that um, meant I involved myself in a, a criminal enterprise. Um, convinced myself, compartmentalized my involvement in the crime as, well, I'm John Forte the rapper. If this house of cards should ever fall, well, everyone will know that I'm John Forte the rapper. I didn't even espouse uh, 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 certain 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 lifestyle choices in 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 my music before, uh, perhaps ironically enough, getting getting snarled up in in, in the mix. Um, and being on the other side of 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 a criminal justice system that until until I actually went to trial, I, I thought that we lived in a very, very fair and just um, society. Um, at least that's what I told myself, because that, that was my experience. And then, and then when I went to trial uh, in Houston, Texas, after, after not actually being in Texas, but that was where the conspiracy began, um, I remember our first days of, of, of pretrial, and, and we asked for change of venue. We, 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 we filed a motion for change of venue basically because I was arrested in Newark, New Jersey when two couriers were returning from their, um, from their trip. And they came, uh, they came back with 14 kilograms of liquid cocaine. And I picked them up at Newark Airport. And that's where I was arrested. But because the trial or because the conspiracy began in Texas, that's where we went to trial. So the jury of my peers consisted of no one from Brooklyn, New York, um, and maybe one person of, of color. So when the prosecutor set up the, the argument, 
one of the first things that she said, she said, you know, Mr. Forte, he's going to come down here with his city slicker friends and, and they're going to treat us like, 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 like backwood idiots. And I was like, no, no, that's not what I'm going to, I'm not going to do that at all. I don't even know you. But it was how the case was set up. And I'm not saying that that's why I lost because I was some city slicker in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Southern town. No. Um, but it was very, very interesting the way that, again, I was, I was framed, I was positioned, I was described. And I think that, you know, when, 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 I, when I think of, of, of Sally running into BSATs and saying, hey, this is what John is going to do at Creative Mornings, or the prosecutor saying, this is how I view John Forte. It's a very, very interesting dynamic when, you know, I think that we spend so much of our lives either creating art, media, words, dancing, uh, uh, I don't know, setting up families with, with, with business, whatever. Do, whatever we do, so much of what we do is a reflection of how we would like to be perceived. And I think that that's, I think that's pretty fair. Um, but more often than not, I think we, we end up finding ourselves having to explain ourselves. Well, no, that's not what I meant. Or, 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 or having to justify your actions. Um, and that's really, really tough, especially when you think that, when you think, of, when you, when you think more highly of yourself than perhaps others think of you. Um, so what is, what is this, 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 this thing, you know, this humility, this notion of humility? It's a concept that I believe that in and of itself, humility, absent a relative comparison, is pretty much an exercise in futility, right? Because humility for humility's sake is, 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 is really, I think, not a useful tool. But humility... And in the, in, in, in the, in, in, when I compare it to not being the smartest or not needing to be the smartest guy in the room or not needing to be the best singer or not uh, having my, my, my future uh, guaranteed, uh, my success guaranteed, it's that, it's that self-correction, it's that tool of self-correction that I think is necessitated by the absence of guarantee because... Because there's always that what if. There's always the what if I don't do the best job? Or what if I what what, what if I do fall short? It gives me room. It gives me room to to be better. It gives me room to grow as an artist. Um, and it also tells me that it's okay to not always have the best move. It's okay to not always have the answer. And much to Sally's point, knowing that I have so many shortcomings, it's really, really good to surround myself with people who can remind me what those shortcomings are. Um, and I can take that criticism humbly. Uh, and I can grow and I can learn from that. And that's not, again, that, that's not like a false sense of modesty. I think when you're good, when you knock it out of the park, you know what? It's all right to say, raise up your hand and say, you know, I knocked that out of the park. Because all too often, we're not going to knock it out of the park. When you do, you know, you can raise your hand and say you knocked it out of the park. But also know that knocking it out of the park is not the norm. And that while you can say, hey, man, it's Friday morning, I knocked it out of the park. Saturday morning, you better be willing to <laughs> look around and, and give somebody else that, that praise. And that's the beauty of community. We can, we can spread love. That's the Brooklyn way.
<laughs> so now I'm at a point in my, in my life, in my career, where it's like every seven years, man, every seven years, every seven years, my, my, my world is just so shaken up. So here I am speaking to you guys about humility. And I don't have prepared notes. Really, this is a kind of thinking out, thinking out loud meditation. Because I, with all due respect, I see all of you as a reflection of myself and, and vice versa. Um, that's just how I connect. And, and I humbly stand before, sit before you as an artist who is still happily and sometimes maddingly and sometimes frustratingly trying to find my way. I ran into someone on the street the other, actually it was in the airport. And this guy was like, oh man, you look like John Forte. And I said, I am. And, um, <laughs> and he said, he said, are you still making music? And the, and the question really shook me to my core. Almost as if to say, well, I can't do anything else. Like, how could you possibly ask me if I'm doing anything else? This is what I do. And he said, um, I didn't tell you all that. I was like, I said, yes. <laughs> and then we took like a selfie and I walked away. Um, but yeah. So in an era where I'm probably never going to sell as many records again as I did in the 90s, I have to be okay with that. And I probably won't have as big a platform as I, I did in the 90s. And I have to be okay with that. Because now, if I don't do this music for me, um, wherever it takes me, then, then, I, I, then I, 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 next time I see that guy in the airport, then I won't really have anything to tell him. I don't know. I'm going I'm to say, I'm going to do what I can do as long as I can do it and, and, and humbly try to find my, find my way and, and, and my, my place, especially in a sea of noise. There's so much noise out there, so much noise. This is not designed for you to dance to. Despite my disdain for semantics, I warn you in advance. This might veer somewhat on the pedantic. I don't write rhymes. I write ransoms, kidnap thoughts, and demand answers. I believe neither in luck nor handouts for personal advances. Man is a funny creature. Damn, it's so funny that money's the one thing that make them go blind when they want to meet shitty. You don't think I know what I crept upon? Haters ain't dead, they pledge instead. I heard a house down south, let it all hang out. Come one, come all from a lot to a small amount. Sigma, alpha, epsilon. Drop a bomb from the cheap seats, and I don't deep sleep. I don't speak Greek, not on my watch, not on my time, and not on this beat. If I don't get air, watch me, not mine. There's a plan afoot. Get yours. You know I got mine. You understand the chances I took. Do I look like I'm not ready? Do I look like I'm not ready? You're too slow to move, so your ego's so tall, it's top-heavy. Keep my mouth shut, my notice up, my mind still, my lotus up. Who chose us? We chose us. Who chose us? I keep my mouth shut, my mind still, my lotus up, my notice up. Who chose us? Who chose us? We chose us. I... I'd say we're on to something new. Maybe it's a new day. If you say, let's go, I will follow you there. I 
follow you there. Where the weary won't go. Where the tired can't speak. And where the dawn is colored fair. And I promise as real as am. I will follow you there. I will follow you there, yeah. I will follow you there. Sing this song for our heart. Tell the world who we are. May the sun shine. Your light, I will never leave your side. Your side, your side, this time we'll take our turn. The path was ours to learn. The days we, we thought were poor. And the steps we, we walked before. The soul was made to bear. I thought I saw you there. I will follow, follow you there. Yes, I will follow you there. Sing this song for our heart. Tell the world who we are. May the sun shine. Your light, I will never leave your side, your side, your side. Thank you. As is usually the case, John Forte takes some questions from the audience, but first, let's take care of some business. And this week's episode is made possible by Squarespace. This is Sean Evaristo. I am a dancer, a choreographer, and creator. Sean's website experience is a classic case. Friends offering to help with coding and HTML and all that stuff, but it just never worked out. You know, like they were taking too long, the response back and forth, it just sucked. But then a friend told him about Squarespace. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a place that uh, where you can make your own website. And I was like, but you need, probably need to code in order to do that. They're like, no, nah, it's really simple. So he tried it. And he realized that everything he needed to make a professional website, he already had. I've been able to collect a bunch of photos that I like that represent me best. And I've got links to some of my videos. I was able to kind of see what Squarespace can do. And I was like, you're really serious that I can put this information on that and I could do it by myself. And now having a website that he's proud of has helped Sean reach clients around the world. For them to see everything laid out, easy for them to access is like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen what he can do. I, I, I like what he represents, and that's what we want. And that, in turn, helped me book a really big job. Start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And to get 10% off your first purchase, make sure to use offer code GOODMORNING when signing up. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Now let's get back to the Q&A with John Forte. John, I checked out your interview on Combat Jack last year, and it was an amazing interview. And just your journey of being an artist, a student, and all this stuff, uh, 
once you got out of prison, what was one thing that you probably took for granted? None of your business. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that now you you really don't you don't take for granted anymore. That's a great question, Raheem. Is that your name? Thanks, Raheem. I I don't take walking for granted. I think that when, before I went away, I was um. I was definitely feeling myself. I was completely like I, I was that dude in my own mind, and um, and I remember that I um, like the notion of, of of being a pedestrian was was almost like beneath me. I'm like, well, walk around? Are you kidding me? I know it sounds really really crazy, but that's you know it's, it it existed. Um, and when I came home uh, after you know seven plus years in prison, I remember the. First morning, waking up in, in what was then my new apartment and then just taking a walk around the block. It was like 7 in the morning. I was by myself. And I feel like I've been on foot ever since, you know, even though, like, I, I rent cars and I drive and stuff like that. But I love walking. And again, being from Brooklyn, one of the things that we learned as, as kids was don't look up, right? Like, we were, who, well, who looked up in New York? People who weren't from New York, tourists. And what happened to tourists? So people who weren't from New York, they became victims. So I was from, I was from this era where, you know, we saw people looking like this. Oh, that person's about to get robbed, you know. <laughs> so, so, so I never looked up. And then it's like I came home and, and, and I was in, in, you know, I was downtown. I was looking at the Freedom Tower going up. And I'm just like, and I walk around now, man, and I look up all the time. And even though this is my home, I love feeling like a tourist in my own home. So what, what, what did I take for granted? I think I, I, I took for granted every step. You know, now, now I, I just try to pay as, as much attention as I can without, you know, getting hit by a car or, or hurting somebody on a bike, you know. But, um, but yeah, man, I, just, I just try to walk and, and look and pay attention and, and embrace that wonderment, that, that sense of awe. You've been uh, exposing on your journey of how, you know, you're one person and then a different person possibly after prison. How do you feel your connection uh, to the art from an er your earlier part of your life to the art you make now? Do you feel a difference of connection, how you relate to the music or your art in general? I think that – I appreciate the question first and foremost. I want to – before I answer the question, I want to I wanna state something – I am not I am not a different John Forte in 2015 than the John Forte who was sentenced to 14 years in federal prison in 2001. I am still John Forte, but I will not be defined by by what I did in 2001. I think it's it's, it's a very very easy cop out to be like, "Oh, that was me. I'm a completely different person." No. You know what? I was I, I was an asshole who made like a ton of mistakes and and, and who who believed his own hype. And, 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 and paid that price. Um, you know, I, I, it was a heavy price. Some may say that, well, he didn't pay enough. Um, but I'd like to think that I learned from that. Uh, and I'd like to think that every day is an opportunity to learn from every previous day. Good, 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 bad, or indifferent. Um, as far as how I connect to, 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 to my art and, and my music and, and my, my filmmaking... <laughs> It's so vital to to me right now that I, I probably understated what life would be like without art. I, I can't imagine life without without art or the chance to create media. Um, 
And I also took that for granted. And I, th- I think at the height of, of, of my commercial success, because I expected to win. I expected to influence. Um, now I don't, I don't have that expectation anymore. I think that if anyone shows up to hear me talk or sing for five seconds, that that is an absolute blessing. And the fact that it's been almost 20 minutes and you guys are still here, I'm not even, I'm not even blowing smoke. I'm, I'm not. I swear to God, may I die right now, if I don't, if I don't relish and, and, and cherish and appreciate the very opportunity of, of being able to stand before you and to call myself an artist. Like, I'm a 40-year-old artist. Like, I make art. That shit is cool as hell. Like, I get up every day and I get to make art. And I don't take that for granted. So thank you. So you mentioned this idea, like, every seven years, this idea of, like, losing control and stuff. And Well, no, we all... no, no, no. Things shifting. Things I'm not, shifting. Not, not necessarily things losing shifting. control, but I'm talking about, like, catalytic shifts yeah. happening about every second. I'm, oh. Okay, the shifting, the shifting happens. And for me, like, yeah, you you have those times. And I suppose it's how do you, uh, how do you take a sense of control in those, in those, those times? You don't. Uh, That's the beauty of it. You don't. It's like you, if you don't allow yourself to let go, to just, to just succumb to the forces of the universe and, and, and to nature and then you, then that's not living because, or at least that's not, in, in my opinion, that, that's not living honestly. Whenever I drive or whenever I'm flying, like life, all we can do is put our best foot forward. We can put our best foot forward. But beyond that, we can't control it. We can't micromanage it. But so, so, so yes. So, so for me, in my experience, every seven years, there's just some catalytic shift and I'm going through it right now. It's not good. It's not bad. I think that so I'm not getting caught up in the judgment of what's happening because what's happening is going to happen regardless of whether I think it's good or bad. But I am responsible for my actions, my words, my deeds, and all I can do is just put my best foot forward. And in that, whatever happens, I can just you know that's how I wake up in the morning. And that's how I go to bed at night. I put my best foot forward. Um, it's not always going to be the best. I mean, it's not always going to be the best uh, the best result. But but I will put my best foot forward. I don't know. That's how I handle it. Thank you very very much. You can watch this talk and browse the complete archives at creativemornings.com. This week's answer to our question, what does it mean to you to lead a creative life, comes from me. Being behind the scenes, listening to these talks over and over, and gathering responses to this very question, I took a lot away this season. I knew I would learn something about being a podcast host because aside from hosting some pretty kick-ass New Year's parties in my 20s, this is my first time hosting anything. But by being so close to this all, I also pulled a lot of parallels to my own life. We didn't talk much about me this season, but when I'm not doing this podcast, I'm also a singer-songwriter. Writing songs, for me, is often a one-man job. And I learned a long time ago in an interview with Bruce Springsteen that you can't do everything alone. You need a band. I think the importance of finding that right group can lift you up sonically, mentally, and artistically. So what I took away from doing this work for Creative Mornings is seeing how that applies in a non-music setting. I'm sorry for taking the long way around the mountain here. I took some liberties as the host of the show. But to me, leading a creative life means finding your band, your team, We're all creative in some way, shape, or form, but to make that your life, 
I think it's the people around you who support, challenge, and comfort you that are just as important as what you create. So with that, we have a new question. Something for you to think about while we take a break between seasons. We want to know, how do you challenge yourself creatively? We would love to feature you in season two, so please send us your answers to podcast at creativemornings.com. Our thanks to all of this season's speakers and our Creative Mornings chapter hosts for taking part. Thanks to our sponsors this season, MailChimp, Squarespace, Shutterstock, and FreshBooks. And thank you for listening and participating. If you dug what you heard, please head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. I'd also like to say thank you to Tina Roth-Eisenberg, Sally Rumble, Lisa Cifuentes, Katie Zanekia, and everyone at Creative Mornings HQ in Brooklyn, New York. Thanks to Jessica for helping me edit myself and my pal Devin for his superb ears. This episode was produced and edited by S. Mateo with sound engineering, mixing, and original score by Devin C. Johnson at Little Library Studios in collaboration with S. Mateo Music. This week's rooster comes courtesy of my youngest niece, Maeve. Follow us on Twitter at Creative Morning. Remember, it's singular. And use hashtag PodcastCM when you tweet at us. For a complete archive of talks or just to get involved, go to creativemornings.com. That's all for this season. Have a safe and happy holiday and a happy new year. And we'll talk to you in 2016.